Hey, this is Jeremy Rinke. I'm the pastor at Harvest Christian Fellowship in North Platte, Nebraska, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you today for joining us. I hope this encourages you, strengthens you, and blesses you. Enjoy the message. Last week, uh, I began a a new sermon series with you. Uh, We're calling this new sermon series The Good News. You know, I thought with all the the bad news that we're constantly hearing about uh, that we needed to hear some good news, right? You know, I don't know why I think it's important to to know what's going on in the world, but when you uh, watch the news anymore, it can get pretty depressing, pretty pretty discouraging, uh, pretty pretty quickly. But you know what? Despite all the, the, the bad things and the bad news that we hear, there is still good news. There's good news that trumps all the, the bad news, and that is the, the, the good news of Jesus. That, that's the good news of our faith. And, and I really believe that it's this good news that is, is the, the hope that our, our world desperately needs to, to hear right now. You know, it's this good news that, that's what's going to change our nation. It's this good news that's going to change people's lives. You know, our theme verse for this series is Colossians 1.6. It says this. It says, the same good news that came to you, it's going out over all the world, and it's bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it has changed your life from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. You know, it kind of blows my mind that here in in America, where we're supposed to be a a Christian nation, it it truly is, it's amazing how many people have never heard this good news, or or, or maybe they don't really understand what what the Christian faith is all about. And and so what I wanted to to do in this series is I wanted to just simply share with you the the good news of of our faith. And my prayer is, is that if you've never heard or maybe you don't truly understand that this light will, will come on and that this good news will radically change your life just as I know it's changed my life. And for those of you here this morning that, that, that you know this good news and this good news, it's changed your life, man, I pray that you'll be motivated, that you'll be compelled to go and, and share this good news with your family, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, anyone else who will listen. You know, last week we, we began this series by, by looking at how God, he, he created everything. God, he, he created the light and he, he created the darkness and he created the waters and the, the, the land and the plants and the trees and the, the moon and the stars and, and, and all the animals. You know, God, he, he created all this and, and after God created all this, he said, it is good. God, God said it is, it is good, but, but even though it was good, there was still something, something that was missing. There was still something that missing to, to God, and, and what was missing was, was human beings, people that were made in the image and likeness of God. And, and so God, he, he created human beings. He, he, he created men, and he created women that would, would look like him, that would have emotions like him that would have feelings like him, that would have thoughts like him. And when God, when he created human beings, we became his most prized possessions. We we became God's favorite. Isn't that pretty cool? We're, we're we're, We're God's favorite. Out of all of his creation, we're God's favorite. And God, when, when he created us, he became so overwhelmed with joy. Why? Because of you. And because of me. 
And the reason that God, he, he, he became so uh, excited, he was so overwhelmed with joy, why we became his favorites was because we could have a relationship with him. You see, more, more than anything, God, the, the creator of the universe, he created you and he created me to have a close and a personal relationship with him. That's why God created us. And so as we began this series, I wanted you to know that this good news, it begins with us understanding that this is so important, that we are not accidents, that, that we are, are, are not mistakes, but that we were created by God to have a relationship with him. And again this morning, I just want you to know and I want you to always remember that you are so loved by God, you are so valued by God, and you are so thought about by God. Man, you were created to have a relationship with God. Well, because God created us in his image, God, he, he gave us a, a free will. God, he, he didn't make us robots or he, he didn't program us to just like automatically love him or to automatically do what he, he, he wants us to do. God, he, he created us with a, a free will. And God wanted us to, to choose to love him back. God had wanted us to, to choose to, to do what's right and to do what, what pleases him. And, and so God, he, he gave us a, a free will. And in that free will, God, he, he gave us things, again, to do and things not to do. And when God, he, he created Adam and Eve, the first two people, the first two human beings, God, it's kind of amazing, he, he only gave them one rule to, to follow. And, and that one rule, he said, I want you guys to not eat of this one tree, just one tree, in the middle of the garden. That, that was God's only rule for Adam and Eve to follow. He said, I don't want you to eat of this one tree in the middle of the garden. You have this amazing life. There's a lot of other trees you can eat of. It's all good fruit. I just don't want you to eat of this one, one tree. Well, you would have thought that this would have been an easy thing for Adam and Eve to do. That they could have easily followed this one, one rule that God gave them. But even in the garden, there was a very real enemy that was out to steal, to kill, and destroy. And the enemy, he came, and he, he, he tempted, and he deceived Adam and Eve to get them to fall. And, and so this morning, we're going to read this. It's found in Genesis chapter 3, starting with verse 1. It says this. It says, the, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day, he, he asked the woman, he said, did God really say that you must not eat from the fruit of any of the trees in the garden. Uh, of course we may eat of the fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the, the fruit from the middle of the, the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or touch it, and if you do, you will die. You, you won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman, she was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom that it would give her. And so she took some of the fruit and she ate it. And then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. 
At that moment, their, their eyes were open, and, and all of a sudden, they felt shame at their nakedness, and they, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and the, his wife heard the Lord walking about the garden, and, and so they hid from the Lord among the trees. Then the Lord called to the man, and he said, where are you? He, he replied, he said, I, I heard you walking in the garden, and, and so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who, who told you that you were naked, the Lord asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord said to the serpent, he said, because you have done this, you will be cursed more than the, all the wild animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, growling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Then God, he said to the woman, he said, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband and he will rule over you. And he said to the, the man, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorn and thistles from you, for you. And though you eat of its grain, by the sweat of your brow you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust and dust you will return. And so here we, we see at the very beginning, we see Adam and Eve, they're, they're, they're deceived by the, the devil to do what, again, God told them not to do. And, and so we see them, they, they eat of this fruit of this tree in the middle of the garden that God uh, told them not to. And, and it tells us that Adam and Eve, they, they, they disobeyed God by, by eating of this fruit. And, and all of a sudden, it says immediately after they ate this fruit, they felt what? Guilt and shame. They felt guilt and shame. And, and when, when God came to them, what, what did they do? They hid, right? They, they hid from God. Well, why did, they, why did they hide from God? They, they hid from God because they were, they were shamed. They, they were ashamed at what they had done. Man, they, they knew that what they did was wrong. And, and as a result of, of doing wrong, their, their relationship with God this, this perfect relationship that they had with God, it, it became broken. You know, this morning, it's easy for us to kind of, we get kind of mad at Adam and Eve, right? Like, man, they, they messed everything up, right? Life could have been perfect. And, and we could so easily get mad at Adam and Eve for, for doing wrong. But, but the reality this morning is that we've all done wrong. Man, we, we, we've all messed up. You know, the Bible tells us in Romans 3, 23, it says, for we, for everyone, that includes you and it includes me, for everyone has sinned and we all fall short of God's glorious standards. And, and so here we are, we as, as human beings with free will, we, we've all sinned and we've all done things that God has, has told us not to. And, and as a result of, of sin, our, our relationship with God has become broken. Because of sin, we can no longer enjoy this close and, and intimate relationship with our, our creator. 
And you might be thinking this morning, I thought this, 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 this series was called The Good News. This sounds like, like bad news to me. But, but here's the deal this morning. We will never fully appreciate how good this good news really is until we first realize how bad things are because of sin. Like I think in the church today, we, we, we've kind of brushed off sin. But the thing is, is sin is a very big deal. And, and because of our, our sin, there were great consequences. And so this morning, what I, I want to do is I want to share with you three problems that were caused by sin. There's an outline in your bulletin, and I want you to write these things down. Number one, the, the first problem with sin is this, is that, that again, sin, it separates us from God. Sin, it separates us from God. You know, when, when we saw this with Adam and Eve, after, after they, they sinned, again, they, they felt guilt, they felt shame, and that, that guilt and shame, it caused them to, to hide from God. As God came to them walking and talking, wanting to walk with them and talk with them in the garden. You see, this morning, this is what, what sin does to all of us. Sin causes us to feel guilt. Sin causes us to, to feel shame for the wrong things that we have done. And, and when we feel guilt and we feel shame, what we do is we, we run from God. Why? Because sin separates us from God. And the Bible tells us this in, in Isaiah 59.2. It says, but your iniquities have made a what? A, a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear you. You see, one of the, probably the most devastating consequences of our sin is that it separates us from this God who created us. This God who loves us. This God who values us. This God who thinks about us often. You see, this morning, it's because of our, our sin, we can no longer enjoy a, a personal relationship with our creator. We, we can no longer enjoy a, a close and intimate relationship with God. And, and because of that, we are left with this deep hole in our lives. Why? Because we were created to have a relationship with God. And, and when we aren't experiencing what we were created to do, you know what it does? It leaves a void and it leaves an emptiness in our life. And that's why today in our, our world, why we see so many people that are so lost, so broken, and so empty on the inside. You see, no matter how much fun we have, no matter how much money we make, no matter how many relationships we may have, without God in our lives, we will always be lost and empty on the inside. Why? Because we were created to have a relationship with God. And in our sin, it separates us from God. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians 2.12, it says, remember that, remember that at the time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. And so because of, uh, of sin, it, it's created this, this problem. And the problem is, is that our, our sin separates us from God. And this has now left this problem that has left us lost and without hope. And so number one, the first problem with sin is that sin separates us from God. Number two, you can write this down. The second problem with sin is that sin caused pain and suffering. 
Sin caused pain and suffering. You know, again, when, when God put Adam and Eve in the garden, everything was perfect. How amazing would that be? Man, everything was, was perfect. Adam and Eve, they truly enjoyed a wonderful life. Christmas is coming around, so I thought I... They, they enjoyed a, a wonderful life. It, it was a life that was full of great joy and great peace. Man, there was great joy and their great peace in their relationship with each other. That'd be nice, right? There was great joy and peace at their work. They actually found great joy and peace, like as they went to work, like work was enjoyable. There was great joy and peace in, in where they lived and in everything they did. Life truly was amazing, and it was perfect, and that was God's intention. Well, after Adam and Eve sinned, life became very imperfect. Life became very imperfect. It, it tells us that there became tension between man and women, men and women. As a result, marriage and, and relationships became very hard and became very broken. As a result of sin, it tells us that women now had to experience the pain of, of childbirth. Thanks, Eve, right? It tells us that as a result of sin, work was now going to become a lot less enjoyable and a lot harder and a lot more miserable. Like, thanks, Adam and Eve, right? You see, sin, that, that's what caused all the pain and all the, the suffering that we experience in our lives. Pain, uh, sin is what caused, has caused all the, the pain and suffering that we experience in this world. You know, people all the time, they, they ask this question. They say, why, why are all these bad things happening? Well, why do bad things happen in the world? Well, well it's quite simple. It, it, it's as a result of sin. You see, sin is what has caused us to live in a fallen world. And the Apostle Paul, he, he wrote this. He put it, this is how he put it in Romans chapter 8, verses 19 through 22. He said, for all creation... It is eagerly is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. Why is that? It's because as a result of Adam and Eve's sin. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when God will join when we when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up into the present time. And I was like, wow, that verse is so true. You know, there's a lot of groaning going on in the world today, isn't there? There's a lot of groaning going on in the world today. Well, why is it? It's because of, of sin. But the good news is this morning is that despite all the groaning, we, we have hope. We, we have hope, and we're going to be looking a lot more at that hope the next two weeks. Man, it, it's the good news part of this story. And, and so because of sin, it's created this problem. Number one, it, it separated us from God. And number two, it's caused all the pain and suffering that we experience in our lives and in the world today. And then number three, the third problem with sin is that, that sin brought death into the, the world. You know, the, the last problem, the, 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 the last consequence that, that sin caused was it, it brought death in, into the world. You know, it's kind of crazy to think about, but when God, he created Adam and Eve, and, and when he was creating us, his intention was for us to live forever. 
It was for us to, to, to never die. Death was never part of the, part of the, the plan. But, but when Adam sinned, when Adam and Eve sinned, death entered into the world. It tells us in Romans 5, 12, it says, when Adam sinned, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought what? Death. So death, it spread to everyone. So for everyone, sin. And for, so as a result of sin, what, what's now happened is our, our bodies grow old. Great, right? Our bodies grow old. Some of us are feeling it this morning. They grow weary until finally one day, man, they, our bodies fail us and, and we die. You know, God, he, he told Adam after he sinned, he said, for you were made with dust and to dust you will return. You know, the Apostle Paul, he put it this way in Romans 6, 23. He says, for the wages of our sin is, is death. And, and so this morning, like, I, I know, like, we were like, man, I thought this, this is good news. Just hold on with me. Come back the next two weeks. You want to hear the good part of the story. But again, we will never fully appreciate the good part of the story, the good news of the story, until we first realize and understand how bad sin is. Sin is bad, and we've all sinned. And because of our, our sin, man, it's, it's separated us from God. Man, our sin has caused pain and suffering, not only in our lives, but it, it's caused pain and suffering in the world. As a result of, of sin, death has now entered into this world. And so there were great consequences to sin. Sin has created a lot of problems, hasn't it? But, but the good news this morning is that this is not where this story ends. Thank goodness, right? And, and again, I'm so excited to share with you the next two messages. I already got next week's done. You're, you're going to want to come back. Please make sure you come back because this is not where the story ends. You see, this is, church, this is the good news that this world desperately needs to hear. Man, it's the good news of Jesus. And this good news, it truly is. It's the, the hope of our world. This good news is the hope that will change people's lives. And so would you bow your heads this morning and, and would you close your eyes? You know, and unfortunately, and like I said, we'll, we'll never fully appreciate the good news until we understand the, the, the bad news. And, and the bad news is, is that we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of, of the glory of God. And, and because we've fallen sh short, man, this, this relationship that God desperately wants to have with us, it, it becomes, has become broken. As a result of sin, man, we, we now live in a fallen world where we experience so much pain and so much suffering. As a result of sin, our, our bodies fail us and ultimately they, we, we die. But there was a, God had a plan. And I love that, Joe, the verse that he re, uh, read earlier, that God has always had a plan to save us. He's always had a plan to rescue us. And, and that plan has a name, and his name is Jesus Man, Jesus, he's the only one that can save us. He can save us from our, our sins. He can save us from pain. He can save us from suffering. He came to save us from death. And, and this morning, you know, we're going to get to the good part next week. But if you're here this morning and you need Jesus, man, you, you need Jesus to save you from your sins. 
You need Jesus to, to, to fix that, that broken relationship that you have with God. Man, I want you to know this morning that it just simply begins by, by putting your faith in Jesus and what he did for you on that cross. And, and so if you're here today and you want God to save you, you need Jesus in your life and you want to put your faith in him, man, would you pray this prayer with me this morning? Would you all pray this today with me? Say, God, today, my eyes have been opened. And, and today I see the problem with my sin. And so, God, I ask you right now to forgive me of all of my sins as I put my faith in your son, Jesus, and what he did for me on that cross. Jesus, today, I'm confessing you as a Savior and the Lord of my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me for the first time, I want you to know that I'm so excited for you because I know that your life will never, ever be the same. I also want to encourage you to tell someone about the decision you made today. And then I want you to find a good Bible-believing church that will help you grow in your faith. I want to thank you all for listening to our podcast today. May God bless you and may his face shine upon you.